What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This is the Inland Impact with Morgan Marie on iHeartRadio, covering the big ideas, stories, and events that impact our community with the people in the Spokane Inland Northwest area. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on Inland Impact. Or if you're listening by podcast, thanks for tuning in, no matter what time of day it is. I am so excited for today's episode. I have been looking forward to having this guest in studio with us, mostly because all of you might recognize the topic we're talking about, and that's little free pantries. Those are those little free pantries that have popped up in neighborhoods, and they're meeting food insecurity. They are connecting neighbors and ensuring that every single person has a meal to eat at the end of the day. And Bob Walker is a board member for Caritas. He's joining me this morning here in studio to share about how you can get involved and how you can experience these. Maybe you want one in your front neighborhood, right? You want it right in your front yard. Well, we can make that possible and we'll tell you all about it today. So Bob, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Morgan. Thank you for having me yeah, here. Yeah, thank you so much. So, Bob, you and I have been able to have a few conversations, but for people that aren't familiar at all with Little Free Pantries and they're trying to envision um, what I'm saying, and maybe they're familiar with the little libraries, but not the pantries, can you just give us a little overview of what we're talking about today? It's a box like the Little Free Library, but it's about five times bigger. Uh, they're installed in neighborhoods at the request of the people. Some are, as, as you mentioned, on private property on their lawns. Some are at, uh, uh, one's at the YMCA, uh, several are at church sites, and they are stocked with non-perishable foods, something that someone can make a meal out of. Typically, breakfast cereals, uh, cans of soups, chilies, things like that. Not enough to sustain, sustain a family over a week or so, but enough for an emergency. Sure. And just to meet people, to make sure that no one goes hungry. And tell me, what was the the impetus behind this? Caritas did not create this, but you adopted it and said, our community needs it. What was that? What is that like for all of you? There is a national organization, a not-for-profit. They don't do anything but publicize their little free pantries. They don't install them. They don't support them physically, but they promote the effort throughout the country. Our director learned of this and decided that Caritas ought to try it. We were lucky enough to uh, submit a request to uh, Rotary 21, who gave us the original funding for materials. We had some volunteers who built the first four of them. We had some churches that decided that would be a good idea to put them on their property and away we went. That's amazing. I mean, and I know that people now are probably it's clicking and we're going, oh, I've seen those. People are driving right now listening. Maybe they even see one as they're driving by. Um, Do you know how many there are currently here in our region? Caritas itself supports on a weekly basis, uh, replenishing them as needed, uh, 13 of them. Okay. And I think there are another five installed now. 
I think we're in the 20s. I think that that's, yeah, that's true. And you can go on and see the map too and see where all of them are on little free pantries. It shows you nationwide. So you go on and register and see them. So if you're not familiar and you can't see what those look like, I I tell you to go and check that out. Um, And also on Caritas, on on your website too, you talk about how people can get involved. Now your mission has shifted a little bit since it started because you began creating these, you funded them or you got funding for them. But now you're kind of, the educators are teaching people how they can get involved too. If someone's listening right now and they say, that's pretty cool. I want to do that. What do you say to them? Call us. <laughs> as simple as that. Uh, we have received numerous calls from individuals and organizations. I mentioned the YMCA. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've installed one there at their front door at their request. Um, and it, that's an interesting situation. As we were installing it, of course, people were going in and out of the, the building and stopping going, what are you doing? <laughs> okay, well, installing a little free pantry. Yeah. Why? I said, well, there might be people wandering around this area you know, late in the evenings or early in the mornings that need something to eat. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'll bring some food tomorrow. Oh, how awesome. And it's still there and it's still doing well. Yeah. So if people right now are listening and they, they're curious of where they can go, what is the phone number that they can call and or the website they can go to? Well, the, the phone for Caritas itself is 509-326-2249. The website is Caritas Outreach Ministries, all one word, dot org. And it's basically the same thing for Facebook. Perfect. Oh, that's great too. Yeah, on social, that's a great place. And people can go on and take photos and share them with you too. I love what you just said about people um, feeling that the need to be involved when they when they walk by them, right? They're curious, what are these? And then they go, oh, I can do that. I can grab an extra bag at the grocery store next time and place that. And that's the goal, right? Is to just to have this not stop with Caritas, have this continue to grow. Our volunteers go around with supplies every week to resupply all of the boxes that are in our service area. Uh, the Little Free Pantries uh, concept is that the, the neighborhood will care for them. And we're finding that many of the boxes that are filled with food that leave Caritas come back full because there's no need to put any wow. more food in them, that they are, uh, in fact, fully stocked, mostly, obviously, with stuff that we didn't put there. Wow. So... They're doing exactly what they're intended to do. The neighborhood is involved. Um, We had one that went in just uh, south of Glover Junior High, Shadle Park area, and talking to the lady who wanted it there, right on her her private property corner. She said, you don't need to come by ever. Wow. It will be stocked by this community. I've already talked to them. They're already they just impatient to have it installed because they want to start supporting it. <laughs> That's and awesome. It's stories like that that make it worthwhile to do what we're trying to do. Yeah, I bet. And then beyond that, so Caritas helps and build these. And if you're just tuning in, this is Bob Walker. He's a board member from Caritas Outreach Ministries. They are helping uh, continue the mission of Little Free Pantries, which is a nationwide grassroots effort to continue to meet our <clears throat> food insecurity where it's at and ensure that everyone has a a full well-rounded meal. But Bob, it's hard to put a head of lettuce or um, vegetables in a box, right? Because we can't leave them overnight. So 
Caritas then has an actual pantry people can come to or an actual um, kind of a mini grocery store, if you will, right? That people can come experience if they're if they're uh, experiencing food insecurity. Tell us about that. It is running today like a little grocery store. You're right. Hmm. Uh, people who need food can come there. Uh, we're open Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, uh, basically 10.30 to 1.30. Anyone is welcome. They walk in. We say hi, call them by name. They take a little grocery cart. Uh, I've seen the, the similar style at Rosars and Yolks. If you're familiar with those little tiny carts, they have those. Uh, they get to pick fresh produce, uh, fresh dairy products, eggs, things like that from the refrigerator. They go next to the freezer. We've got frozen meats, sometimes the frozen dinners, and then down the shelves for all of the dry goods, the things in cans and boxes and bags, and around the corner where they have about a 10-foot row of fresh produce. Depending upon the season, it might be watermelons or it might be uh, heads of lettuce yeah. and cantaloupes and things like that. And across from that, in the same aisle or uh, the same distance of rack of dairy or uh, bakery products, pies and cakes and cookies and donuts. Everything, and everything you that could you think would, of. Yeah, what's really, people don't think of it per se. Caritas has always recognized there, there are non-food items that are often critical because people can't find them or can't afford them. So we have a full rack of what you would think of as non-food items, toilet papers, toothbrushes, toothpaste, uh, feminine products, uh, deodorants, razor blades, wow. you name it in that area also. How incredible is that, that you have that for our community members that have a moment of need and they don't have to go without, they can come and see you. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's really special. And you have a group of volunteers that helps make that possible and that meet these people. And like you said, know them by name. I think that's really special. That's so unique to Spokane, something like that. Uh, not only know them by name, but are, are aware of what's going on in their family life, asking how mom's doing, how dad's doing, how the kid is doing, how the kid's doing at school. The things that are important to people, the things that we feel are important that we know there are things in this in this life that we can't provide, non-food type items, but we can make recommendations as to who in Spokane can help them. Yeah, and tell me about your partners too, because you don't do this alone. A lot of food banks help donate their their foods to you to make sure this possible. Just just talk us about that. Second Harvest is probably the best known food bank in Spokane. They are a warehouse, huge warehouse. Uh, we get food from them uh, at least once a week, sometimes more often depending upon our need and their availability. Uh, Feed Spokane is one that's at, uh, they're actually stationed out of, I think it's Kirkland. Okay. Is, the, is their main, Yeah. don't quote me on that okay. one. <laughs> we won't. We get food from them uh, twice a month. Um, those are the big, warehouse type entities. Yeah. We also get food on a weekly basis from some of the grocery stores. There's a Safeway, a Yolks. Um, we get stuff 
via another organization from Costco. So it's it's a it's a big effort. I think that's incredible because we're stronger together, right? We we can't do it alone, and often we think we have to, and oftentimes we get paralyzed by the fear that we won't be able to do something or create it, but if everyone comes together and makes it possible, then the impact is even larger. And that's exactly what Caritas is doing, right? You're just this mouthpiece that creates this connection and then has this physical place people can come to. But anyone listening right now can get involved. They can head to Caritas Ministries, uh, CaritasOutreachMinistries.org, or they can go visit you on Facebook and they can see how they can continue to make an impact. Because I'm sure this is reaching someone right now going, I had no idea we had this here in our community, but I can do that or I could donate something, or I could come volunteer. Yes, all of the above. <laughs> what is your biggest ask? I guess that's that's how I should phrase that. Is it volunteerism? Is it donations? Um, where do you see the current need? Actually, it's volunteers. Mm-hmm. Uh, COVID has struck everyone. We've had uh, really good luck with retired people because we're open during the day, during the week. Many of those have stopped volunteering. Uh, You take two years out of their life, and now they're just not quite physically as capable as they were, and maybe they're not quite comfortable yet being out around a lot of strange people. Absolutely. So we run in the 50s in terms of volunteers every month. Wow. It takes a lot of people, not just in the building. Uh, There's a crew in the building Monday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, approximately eight people all the time. Some of them work every day. Most of them don't. But there's probably three times that many during the month that are out collecting food for us. And they all they all count. Hmm. Uh, whether, you know, not being in the building doesn't mean that you're not counted as a volunteer. You're just as important or maybe more important because you're the one going and getting the food. Mm-hmm. We've come to the point where we've got people doing three times as much as they were before. So right today, the need is for volunteers who are physically able to lift 40 pounds, provide a vehicle, go get some food, bring it back, go home. Awesome. I guarantee there's someone listening right now going, I can do that. I love that. Yeah, good, right? So reach out. They'd love to hear from you um, and be that connection. So thank you so much for listening here to the Inland Impact. Again, if you're just tuning in, this is Bob Walker. He's a board member for Caritas Outreach Ministries. They are helping meet food insecurity and and a number of other things. This is one facet of what Caritas does. Bob, I know that you guys have such another, a larger uh, net reach here in our area, but this is something if you've driven by or you're driving right now and you see a little uh, home in front of a home, right? They look like a little tiny home and sometimes they're filled with books. Those are the little free libraries, but this is little free pantries. And this is meeting a deeper need, meeting someone um, with food insecurity and enable making sure that everyone here in our community has something healthy to eat. And Bob, I, I know that our listeners by now, they know that I love stories. So I was wondering if you would share a story or two with us about how you've seen this impact come to life. We installed a little free pantry south of I guess it's now the the Safeway store on um, Northwest Boulevard. It's outside outside of our service area. So our volunteers will not go there every week to resupply it. And explain this to the lady, and she said, not a problem. Two of us were down there with one of the little free pantry boxes, and we dug the hole, and we were maneuvering the box into the hole, and a guy drives up and slams on his brake, 
brakes right next to us. He said, what are you doing? <laughs> I said, well, we're putting in a little free pantry. What's that? And we showed him the box and the doors and told him, you know, showed him the box of food we had to initially supply it with. He said, I'll be back in five minutes. I've got a couple of cases of canned goods and I'll bring them by. And I said, well, they won't all fit. <laughs> this, this is not a large box. It's, <laughs> it's a little tiny box. He says, I'll bring them by and the lady can put them wherever she wants. And I'll be by every week with two more cases. Oh, my gosh. So that's the type of support that has been evident uh, again and again and again. The other side is the people actually uh, wandering through, if you want to say that, and seeing one. We were installing one near a grade school, and one of the teachers walked by as we were installing it and stopped and said, what's this? We explained it to her and showed her the food we were going to put in. And her immediate response was, I can't wait for the next staff meeting so I can tell all of the teachers and staff so they can tell all of their kids who need something like this. I said, now, this is just, think of it as a teaser. This is not to feed a family for a week. This is a teaser to get them to know about Caritas, Mm -hmm. where they can go Mm -hmm. and get food that will feed their family for several weeks. And she said, I will ensure that is the point that gets across. (laughs) So a lot of different efforts along the way uh, and a lot of compliments. Yeah. Oh, I bet. I bet you see people come through um, and share. You can even just see it in their eyes, right, to just know the impact that you're making. And sometimes that's such a vulnerable place, right? No one wants to say that they have a need, but your volunteers don't make them feel that way. There's no shame. There's no guilt. There's just welcome. I was, uh, I, I don't volunteer in the building any longer. I used to. So I got to, to meet and know several of the, the clients, as they're re- referred to, who for a variety of life reasons will always be coming there. Mm-hmm. They, they just, they can't get out of the situation they're in. Most of it's because of physical. One of the ladies who I have met several years ago was just leaving she had to stop and talk about how much she missed me. So a relationship gets built between these people and the volunteers that goes outside the building. And that's one of the things that we're trying to develop. When you have that sort of a relationship, if there's a problem that they don't know how to solve and we're aware of another resource that they may not be aware of, we can direct them there. If you don't know them, if you don't talk to them, you'll never learn things like that. And in this lady's case, uh, there's nothing more that we can do for her or anyone else. In other cases, we've been able to refer people to domestic violence, uh, et cetera, et cetera. No reason to go into all the different things. And it's helped. Mm -hmm. But you can't do that if you don't get to know them personally. Mm -hmm. Know their stories. Ask them questions and really care where they are at. Not only are you meeting a food insecurity, but there's so many other aspects of their lives that they need help and resources or just a listening ear, right? Sometimes it's just listening. Very true. 
I'm sure that you felt that. I bet you they miss you in the building, Bob. You're such a great personality. <laughs> I bet I bet that is definitely a miss. But you're, there's so many other volunteers, um, too, that are doing that. And so uh, that was the big ask here, if you're just tuning in, too, um, that this is Bob from Caritas Outreach Ministries, and they need volunteers. So if you are able right now, um, head over to their website or to their Facebook page and reach out. They'd love to see uh, that inquiry come in and see how you can help meet that need. Um, this is We're talking about uh, free little pantries, little free pantries. It's a grassroots effort helping to fill the gaps in our food system, ensuring that there's access to food 365 days a year. These are popping up all around the country, and they are uh, right here in the, in the Northwest. Caritas has helped take this mission to life. Um, right now, there's about 20 locations here and counting, but you're looking for people to help build more. That's where I think I, I, I also hear our listeners probably having an interest is I want to build one. I want one in my front yard, you know, and maybe they have a little free library, but they also want to have a pantry, which is awesome and totally possible. Um, and so you would say to them that they can reach out to you for help with resources to know where to go, or they can essentially have the framework, build one on their own and just begin, right? There's not necessarily uh, an exact step you have to go, but you are, you're here as a resource for them. A resource, definitely. Um, there, there are blueprints on the website, the littlefreepantry.org website. You can build one according to their blueprints or build one according to what you want. Uh, there's no rules. Uh, if someone wants to put one in, we can give them the legal paperwork to put with it. Perfect. So that they are complying legally. Okay. Uh, it exists. Uh, we've got copies of it and happy to, to give those out. They're not our information. It's federal and state information. Yeah. Uh, we can tell them the sorts of food that they can put in that will work. Perfect. And we can even give them a box full of food to get started so they'll understand, uh, you know, physically looking at it. And your your goal, too, in addition to these, is you serve the Northeast region of Spokane specifically, right? Caritas does? Northwest. Northwest, excuse me. So Northwest. Um, so the goal would be to, to continue to drive traffic from these pantries to your physical, I'm just going to call it a grocery store. What, what do you refer to it as? <laughs> it's a pantry. It's a pantry, but it's a grocery store, right? You guys have really taken that and elevated it to the next level um, because there they can find, you know, that nutritious head of lettuce and the, those produce again. And it, this is kind of um, repeating ourselves from a few minutes ago, but if people just tuned in, I want them to know that it doesn't stop at the, at the pantry in the neighborhood, right? That you have resources for them that they can continue to come to and experience with Caritas. It. A little truthful story. Yeah, please. When I was first presented this concept, I was not really enthused with it. Mm -hmm. Re recognizing that in an emergency situation, yeah, they could get something to keep them from starving. But our effort is to get them into our building where they can get a full week or two weeks worth of food. They can come three days a week if they need to. Then it dawned on me that there isn't a better way to get the message out about our facility than to put location information in the little free pantry with a note that says, when you need more, come here. Mm. And it works. Mm -hmm. you know, we were on the radio explaining to the, the world what little free pantries are and how Caritas has, has worked with those. That's a method of marketing, getting the word out, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, a lot of people don't listen. Mm -hmm. If someone is in need for food and they find one of the little free pantries, there's information in there telling them where they can go to get 
really good stuff. Mm -hmm. Meats, eggs, mm -hmm. milk, yogurts, cheeses, all kinds of fresh produce. Mm -hmm. A lot of things that you'll never find in a little free pantry because they're not refrigerated. Absolutely. They're not, they're not safe. Yeah. And I, I would imagine, too, people that had just driven by, now it's all clicking for them. I had no idea that that's what those were, right? And I remember, I mean, but I don't know how many years ago the little free libraries became, became, but that's what this is essentially modeled after because we saw the success of what that meant is go trade a book in and grab another book and just like that community, right? That's that's the other goal about this that we haven't necessarily talked about the impact of, but it brings neighborhoods together. And the anecdotes you've shared about those teachers that then told their students, that then told their parents, that then told, you know, that, that grapevine effect is how this works, that word of mouth and people driving by and seeing and saying, I can absolutely grab an extra bag and throw it in there from the grocery store and then feel fulfilled and and they know right where that impact is going. Very true. Yeah. Do you have anything else that you would like to share with our listeners that would be helpful um, about Caritas at large or about you and your role? You're born and raised in Spokane. You have to be awfully proud that our community steps up and does something like this. You served in the Air Force. Um, and so you you understand what it's like to to see our community thrive. And I would imagine over your years being here, um, this has to be just like one of those moments where you're saying, I'm so proud to be a native of Spokane and, and a member of your of the Caritas Outreach Ministries and just share with us anything else you'd like our listeners to know. One thing that maybe a lot of people aren't aware of, Caritas is uh, a food outlet. We are sponsored by and given food by the two large warehouse, Second Harvest and uh, Northwest Harvest. There are other organizations like Caritas throughout eastern Washington. They receive food from the same major warehouses. They provide the same services that we provide in a lot of different ways. Some are only open one day a week for an hour, uh, smaller communities, things like that. It's not just Caritas trying to feed Spokane. It's those two large food banks. It's the grocery stores where we get some of our foods. It's other organizations. Uh, this area is well served. The problem in all of those cases, all of those organizations, is there's too many people don't know they exist. And we have people who are hungry, who need food, who need companionship, that need someone to say hi in a friendly manner, and they don't know where to go. So you can go on to uh, the Second Harvest uh, website, and on there, there are a list of other organizations besides Caritas where people can go. Um, they're in Cheney, they're in Deer Park, they're, you know, wherever there are people, you'll find someone doing the same thing we're doing. Um, some of them do it far better than we do. Some of them don't do it as well as we do, but they're all struggling to do exactly the same thing, serve the needs of our community. I love that, Bob. Thanks for sharing that too and giving credit to to the other organizations out there too. And um, I, I so appreciate that note that this isn't just here and this is something that is continuing to reach our, our extended community and our collective community to ensure that we all have a better life and that we all feel 
heard, seen, and known. And ultimately that's what your goal is too, is just making people feel that they're not alone. And I so appreciate that at that message that you share at the end. So one more time for all of you listening, this is Bob Walker, a board member of Caritas Outreach Ministries. Head to caritasoutreachministries.org right now if any of this piques your interest or to their Facebook page, and you can go over there and get involved. Thank you so much, Bob, for joining us. I so appreciate your time today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We'll have you back again because this is a message that we know is going to continue to expand and reach more people. And we know um, that, unfortunately, food insecurity isn't going anywhere, but we are going to continue to meet those needs each and every place that we can. And iHeart is so proud to have a message like that shared. So thank you again. And thank you all for tuning in to this morning's episode of Inland Impact. We'll see you right back here next Sunday morning at 7. (laughs) 